When we confess the word of God, child of God, the soreness, the pain, which is the evidence what uh, uh, of our senses. When we mm-hmm. confess the word of God, the evidence of our, our senses is going to flee. Remember we talked about that last week? When the natural and the supernatural come together, one of them will flee. And it will never, ever be the supernatural. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Healing School. And today, this is part two of the value of confession. I've been hung up on confession for about 20 minutes now. But yes, this is part two, the value of confession. And your words are very important, and you're going to see that today. Let's pray, and we'll go right into the lesson. Father, we thank you, and we praise you right now for the value of confession. Father, in the name of Jesus, open every eye, cause your people to hear see and understand what they could not before. Jesus said they are healed. So we are. Because we know you don't lie. So we thank you and we praise you. We believe your sent word today. We take it in Jesus' name. And we are made whole. We are healed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, we can begin. The value of confession, part two. Well, last week, uh, Apostle, if you wanted to do a little recap, yes, we 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 went through um, quite a few uh, different areas. I think the main place where we stopped is renewing of the mind. Uh, basically, we were saying how. The whole problem uh, in what we're dealing with, Christ was free for our, he was free for our sin and our sickness. Both uh, of those attributes belong to us. Both have been put away before his resurrection. And the word declares that by his stripes, we were healed. Not going to be healed, we were healed. That's right. But the whole problem is our recognition of the absolute truthfulness of that word, the recognition of it. It is not in good taste to ask him to heal us, for he has already done it. And that's, I think, where we need to begin to focus our attention on uh, and believe and receive and understand what he has done. If he declares that we are healed, then our part is to thank him for the work he's already accomplished. And so that means we need to renew our mind. So this is where we stopped last week. We need to renew our mind, and that's our problem. So getting back to your notes, I feel I should introduce another subject for a moment, and that is the renewing of the mind. It is only the renewed mind that can grasp these truths, your mind, our mind, my mind, everyone, our mind has been recreated, but not, you know, our spirits have been recreated, I'm sorry, but not our mind. I want to say that again. Our spirits have been recreated, but not our mind. 
And so uh, it has to receive all of its, our minds have to receive all of its knowledge through the senses. So it must be renewed. Amen? Mm-hmm. And we talked mm-hmm. about Romans 12 and 2. We, we went into that Romans 12 and 2. And it says, and be not conform, be not fashioned, because this is, uh, I think the amplified version, I'm not sure, I think it is. Be not fashioned according to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able, that you may be able to prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Praise God. We also... If you want to stop me where you want to stop, I'm just going to read and go over your notes until you want to come in. We also looked at Jude chapter 1 and verse 20. Some of you were asking for these scriptures, so I I felt it was needful for us to kind of like go back over them again. Jude 1 and 20 says, and from the King James, but ye beloved... Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. How? Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Ghost. This is how we build ourselves up. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. And then we'll start now with, this is just a recap from last week. Today we're going to just Keep moving along those same lines. The same truth is brought out in Titus chapter 3 and verse 5. Mm-hmm. Titus 3 and 5. Also in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23. Mm-hmm. And Colossians 3 and 10. I think we did mention those last week. But I'm going to say them again so you can make note of these. Titus chapter 3. And verse 5, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23, Colossians chapter 3, verse 10, Jude chapter 1, verse 20, and Romans chapter 12. And verse 2. I pray you're making note of these. And if you, uh, I don't know what time, uh, today or tomorrow, you can go and listen to the, the, uh, pot again. And it will be there. Amen. The notes will be there. The message will be there. So, <clears throat> it says, not by work. Not by works done in righteousness, which we did ourselves, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that we uh, be renewed. You be renewed. I be renewed. We must be renewed in the spirit of our mind. 
We must put on the new man that after God had been created in righteousness and holiness and truth and have put on the new man that is being renewed unto knowledge after the image of him that created him. Mm -hmm. This renewing of the mind comes through what? Meditation and action on the word. That's right. That's right. Let me say this to you. Uh, you want to get a good understanding of the word of God. Let me show you what I'm talking about. You hear this a lot. Jesus said, by his stripes, you were what? You were healed, right? Absolutely. Okay. What stripes? Somebody would say, were the stripes on Jesus' back? When those Roman soldiers whipped him. That's not the stripes. The stripes... The scripture is talking about was laid on Jesus' spirit. See, healing is not physical. It is spiritual. All of it is spiritual, if not physical. Now, if it were physical, Jesus never had to die. He would not have died if it was just all physical. No, it was spiritual. It was the stripes on Jesus' spirit. That's important to understand. Now, many people do not get healed. It's because they do not understand these things. They just don't get it. And for many different reasons, I wish I had time to go into today, but I don't. But for many different reasons, they don't get that. But listen, he said, the words, John 6 and 63, the words that I speak unto you, hear, hear that word is again, they are spirit and they are life. It's not physical is spiritual. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. And this is so powerful. Renew you, renew your mind. With what? With the word of God. <laughs> the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. They are spirit. And they are life. And God gave us the same exact thing, prophet, that he used when he created the whole entire universe. Amen. And God said, and God said, and God said. That's Genesis 1. And when you get down to verse 14, you're going to see, and God said, God, I'm sorry, God saw what he said. 
he's telling you and I, we can do the same thing. That's why you made in his image and after his likeness. This is why the father laid our sicknesses, our disease on Jesus. They're not on you. Jesus then did his part. Now what you and I want to do, we want to receive it and grow up spiritually. Many people are sick today because they won't grow up spiritually. All right. Prophet. Can you hear me? I do now. Sorry, what did you say? No, I was bringing you back in. Mm, Okay. Yeah, I lost you for a moment. Praise God. Well, let's just pick up um, where we left off. So the renewed mind sees that all there is to be done for its healing. I want to go back and pick up Luke 11. Let me start here. As soon as a born again, as we are born again, we should ask the Holy Spirit to come in and make his home in our bodies. That's very important. We need to yeah. make sure that we are aware of that. As soon as we are born again, because many times, um, we have not been taught along those lines about mm-hmm. asking the Holy Spirit to come in. We, we've been baptized in water. And these are some of the things we, I think, touched on last week. And so I wanted to kind of like highlight those again. We must ask the Holy Spirit to come in and make his home in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Luke 11 and 13 shows the Father's attitude in regard to this. I'm going to say it again. Luke 11 and verse 13 shows the Father's attitude in regard to us asking the Holy Spirit to come in and make his home in us. That's right. How much more shall your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? That's what that verse says. How much more shall the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that what? Act. You see, so we must ask. We must ask. What did Jesus say about asking? He said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Whatever Mm -hmm. you ask my Father in my name. So asking is a vital step. That we must take. We must remember to ask. We cannot take anything for granted. Because the word of God is precise. It's precision. It is laid out. It will never change. Jesus said straight is the way. But narrow is the path. And only few are into end. Why? Because we must follow the instructions that's been laid out for us by Jesus. He came to show us the Father. 
Remember, we didn't. We knew of him, but we didn't know him. But through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, we know him now. Yes, we do. We are brought near unto him. We're brought Mm -hmm. closer to him. So he's saying now, once you're born again, so we're talking about two separate experiences. I'm born again now. How did I get born again? The Bible says in Romans, if we will confess the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior, not confess your sins, because we don't remember all the sins that we've committed. He said, if you confess the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and believe in your heart that God did raise him from the dead, you are saved. You are saved. This is how we get saved. This is, we all know it as the Roman road to salvation. But that's just one step. That's just one separate experience. It's a very separate experience from now asking, see that word, asking the Holy Spirit to come in and make his home in us. Why is that important? Jesus said, I'm going away now. I'm going back to my father. But I will not leave you what? Comfortless. Comfortless. I will not leave you alone. I will send you another what? Comforter. Comforter. I will send you another comforter. And he did just that. And when the disciples were getting ready to go out, he said, tarry here. Where? Where did he tell them to tarry, Apostle? He said, stay in Samaria. Do not leave until you have been filled, come on, with the Holy Spirit that I will send. He said, and when he is come, come on, he will lead you, yes, he will guide you, yes, into all what? The truth. He Uh will show you things to come. Come on. He will bring to your remembrance what has been said to you, what, in times past. So, you see, it's very important that we ask, A-S-K, that little three-letter word. It's vitally important that we ask. And look at what he said in Luke eleven thirteen. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that what? Ask him. I think I'm going to take right. a deep tour. And I'm going to go over there with you this morning. And I'm going to sit here and look at that. We're going to look at that for a minute. Luke, come on. Go over there if you can. 11 and 13. And let's look at it together. Because these are our instructions. This is what we must do. We're talking about confession this morning. We're talking about uh, the value of confession. And in Mm -hmm. order to to cause it to work in our lives, we must get a good understanding. And that's where we've fallen short. We've fallen short uh, in not really understanding. The word is good. The word is real. The word works every time. But we must know what how to work it. So look at that. Luke, um, we're going to look at Luke, just, um, what, 11? Are you there? Luke 11 and yeah. verse what? 13. Look at what it says. If you, brethren, if you then, 
evil as you are. That's the Amplified. I'm going to read the King James. I don't want to read that one right now. So King James says, if you then, being what? Evil. Evil. Know how to give good gifts unto your children. And that's the part we've just finished reading. How much more? Everyone, everyone repeat that. How, how much, more much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that what? Ask. Ask him. You see, that ask him. That ask him. Amen? And now I'll read it in the Amplified. If you then, evil as you are, know how to give good gifts, and that's, that's what we do at Christmas and all birthdays and anniversaries and all. We give good gifts, don't we? He said, you know how to give good gifts that are to, to their advantage to your children. How much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask and continue to ask Him? This is the Amplified Version. Amen? Mm-hmm. And, and, and let's see what the CEV says. The CEV says, as bad as you are, you still know how to give good gifts to your children. But your <laughs> Heavenly Father is even more ready to give the Holy Spirit to anyone who what? Who asks. And I'm just going through many different versions to show you that that's our part. Guys, it doesn't matter how you chop it up. doesn't matter how you change it. doesn't matter how you revise it. What the revisions say, what the original King James says, we gotta ask for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Are you listening to me? So. That's good. As soon, getting back to Apostle's notes, as soon as one is born again, he should ask the Holy Spirit. Well, I hear someone out there saying, I didn't do that. That's okay. You probably didn't know that. That's okay. But you know what? It is still not too late. Amen. He said, well, I got, I received the Lord. And was born again 30 years ago. It doesn't matter. You're still breathing. You're still living. You're still on this side of life. It is never too late. If you can talk, if you can speak, if you can ask, you can still ask the Holy Spirit to come in. Amen? Ask him to come in. Ask him to come and make his home in your body. And he will. Because we just saw evidence of that. How much more will our Father give us? That Holy Spirit, if we ask, if we ask him. So getting back to our notes, as surely as we ask him, so surely will the spirit make his home in our bodies. The renewed mind sees that all there is to be done for its healing is to praise the father for it. I'll read Mm. that again. The renewed mind. See, seeds that all there is to be done for its healing is to praise the Father for it. It says, my diseases were laid on Christ and he put them away. I am healed. I thank the Father that it is done. The pain may be there. The soreness may be in evidence still. There are only but these are only the testimonies of the senses. Are you listening to me? Mm-hmm. And what we must learn to do with our renewed mind 
is refuse to listen to the witnesses of our senses. That's good. We must refuse to listen to the witness of our senses. Why? Because we accept the word of God and act upon it as surely as God sits on the throne. Watch this now. I want you to listen. As surely as he sits on the throne, he will make his word good in your life. Glory to God. We're talking about the testimony that must come out, the confession that must come out of us. You must ask, child of God, and once you ask, then you must act in faith. Because God will make that word good in us. And where we miss it is, and I shared this before, and I want to reiterate over and over again so we won't forget this. We must understand there is a time span between the time we ask for something and then there it is. I'm going to say that again. There's a time span that happens, that occurs, most of the time, between the time that we ask for something and the time that we actually get it. Mm-hmm. And that's where we must focus our attention and stay faithful and keep doing what? The renewed mind knows all there is to be done for healing is to what? Keep praising the Lord. Yeah. Keep praising God, even though the soreness is there. And the evidence is there. And what is that? These are the testimonies of your senses. Your senses is picking up on the soreness. Your senses are picking up on the on the pressures that's in your body. You know, I feel pressure. You feel pressure. We feel pain. But that's because our senses, the five senses, they're picking up on this. That's the sense of what feeling. We feel the pressure. We sense it. We know it's there. It's racking in our body. But that is. These are the what? The testimonies of our senses. And mm-hmm. what we learned today is we refuse to listen. We refuse to listen to the witnesses of our senses. That's good. Are you getting me? So what am I saying? Let's break that down. I am in pain. I know it. I feel it. No one else can feel it. You look at me. You can't tell because you can't feel what I feel. So here's what I must do. I have a renewed mind now. I know that I cannot listen to those pains in my body, okay? The stomach is hurting. The back is hurting. The head is hurting. What must I do? We're talking about the value of your confession. The value of your your confession. You must say, Father, thank you. I praise you. I thank you that I've asked you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I've asked you to heal me. I thank you that I've asked, I've stood on your word in, 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 in 1 Peter 2.24. You say it, uh, who his own self, Jesus Christ, bear my sins in his own body on the tree as on an altar. He offered himself on it that I, Helen Elder might die and cease to exist to sin and live unto righteousness by whose stripes I was healed. I make that confession this morning by his stripes I was healed. I also confess, Father, that you sent your word and you healed me and you delivered me from all 
my destruction. I also confess, Father, that I, 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 I cling to your words. I refuse to allow your words to depart from my eyes. I keep your words in the midst of my heart, for your words are life to me, Helen Elder, that find them and health to all my flesh. What am I doing? I'm praising God for his word. I'm making my faith confession. Even though the pain is still there, I'm, I'm ignoring it. I'm ignoring it. I'm not calling the, my, my sister or my brother, my cousin, my mother. Not that you can't call people and ask them to agree with you in prayer. You should. But you should say, agree with me and stand with me on this scripture. Don't call them and say, my head hurts, my back hurts, you know, all over and over all day, all day like that. Because what we're doing is we're giving life to the pain. We're letting our senses lead us. We're letting the senses of the soreness getting our confession, and that's not what we should be confessing. When we confess the word of God, child of God, the soreness, the pain, which is the evidence what uh, of our senses, when we mm-hmm. confess the word of God, the evidence of our, our senses is going to flee. Remember we talked about that last week? When the natural and the supernatural come together, one of them will flee. And it will never, ever be the supernatural. When we walk into a room and that room is pitch black, the darkness is there. It's all around us. We can see nothing. We can't even see our hand in front of our face. When I walk in my media room, it is pitch black. The walls are painted black. The curtains are black. The carpet is black. All the leather chairs in, in that media room, they are black. The wall, the screen on the wall is black. And when I close the door behind me, I can't even see my hand. But the minute I touch the light switch, mm-hmm. what happens? The light is now the most dominant force in that room and the darkness flees. And I can see everything. Well, that's what happens. When you start confessing the word of God, are you listening? Yes. When you start confessing the word of God, well, that soreness hears your testimony. That pain hears your testimony. And it has to flee. It will flee. Now, when you first start doing it, it's just your mind. It's just mental consent. But the more you do it, the more you say it, the more you confess it, it's getting down on the inside of you. Are you listening to me, child of God? It's getting down on the inside of you now. And it is now being mixed with what? Faith. Your conviction. You're convinced. You are convincing yourself as you speak, as you walk that floor, speaking that word, as you as you are on your knees, however you do, as you ride down the street with your hands lifted high. I don't want to tell you to take your eyes off of the road, but this is me. This is what I do. It doesn't matter. When pain hits my body, I don't speak about the pain. I say, Father, thank you. I praise you that I'm healed. I thank you for First yeah. Peter 2.21. I thank you for, for Isaiah 53.5. I thank you, Father, for, for, for Proverbs 4 and 20.21. I thank you, Father, for that word because you sent that word for me. And now I'm getting it in my mouth. I'm praising you for it. I thank you for it. And you are doing the work. That's right. And do you know before I realized it? See, because I build up myself. We looked at that also. I build up myself. I build up myself. 
praying in the Holy Spirit. You know, yes. when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> you're praying the word. You're praying the word. And that's what I was doing just now. I was praying the word. And so what happened to the pain? What happened to the sickness? What happened to the soreness? It will flee. It will flee. See, because the pain is the natural. But oh my God, yes. the word of God is the supernatural. Did you get that's that? That's right. That's right. That's good. The word of God is the supernatural. And right. you are the one. <laughs> you and I, we are the ones that introduce it. We bring it in. We we must speak it. That's what we're talking about. The value yeah. of your confession. He will make his word good in your life. When you get it on the on your tongue, in your eye gate, in your ear gate, and then start rolling off of your tongue, out of your heart. The Bible says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Mm-hmm. So whatever is rolling off of your tongue, child of God, is coming from your heart. You know why it's coming from your heart now? Because you spent time meditating on the word of God. Yes. You spent time reading it. You spent time making sure that you believe it. And now it's inside of you. And the Holy Spirit is there helping you. Don't you know he will lead you and guide you into all the truth? That's why it's important that you ask him to come in and live inside of you. The greatest mm-hmm. mystery that we as born-again believers have is in the Old Testament, Jesus had not come and died yet. And we all know that. So we only, only few people had the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was not inside of them. It was upon them. Yeah. On the priest, come on, those by the shower out there listening to me, on the king, and on the prophet. Yeah. God always okay. spoke through his prophet. And that spirit of God would ascend up on them. It would descend on them. It would descend down on them. But look at us. We have a greater salvation. We have a greater testament. We under the yeah. New Testament because Jesus has come and died. And he lives in us, in us, not up on mm-hmm. us every time we need him. You know, he has to come and sit down. No, he's there. He's on the inside of us. And so we as born-again believers, we have to make sure that we include him in everything. I think that's yeah. where we miss it sometimes. We forget he's living there. We forget he's there and ready to help. We forget he's there and ready to, to bring us into that next level, that level of faith where we need to go. And this is why we stress when we teach. Child of God, do not wait until you need faith to go and try to get faith. What we believe and we teach and we practice is every day of the world. We must start our day in the word of God. Yes. We must put it on every morning. So every morning you should get up with Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 starting in verse 10. I'm not going to go over there. You can go over there and look at it for yourself. But what did it say? Father, thank you. You said, I put on the whole armor of God. 
And now I'm able to, because my war is not with flesh and blood. My war is against powers, against principalities, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. Wherefore, I put on the whole armor of God, and now I'm able to stand against all the wiles of the devil. And having done all to stand, I'm standing, holding my ground, having tightened the belt of truth around my loins. Having put on the breastplate of integrity and the moral rectitude and right standing with God. Having shod my feet with preparation to face the enemy. The firm footed stability, the promptness and the readiness produced by the good news, which is the gospel of peace. Come on, guys. And now praying, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Spirit. He said, praying in the spirit, yeah. And then he, right after he says praying in the spirit, he said, and then watching, you see. So you're praying and you're watching. You're praying in the, every time I do that part, when he says praying in the spirit, you know, I go into praying in the spirit. You too can go into praying in the spirit and lifting your voice and praying in the spirit. And then watching there unto, watching there unto, what are you watching for? You're watching for the moving of the Spirit of God. Watching yeah. there unto with all perseverance and supplication. Come on, for all saints. And for yeah. me, that utterance is given me. And for me, that utterance is given me. That utterance is given me. See, who's giving you this utterance? Who's giving me this utterance? The Holy Spirit. That's right. The Holy Spirit. He's giving you this utterance. You may have forgotten that you knew that verse. He's going to bring it up. That's why in your spare time, when it's, when it's good time, you are mm-hmm. putting that in your spirit. And you will pull it up when you need it. Out of your, he said, out of your belly flows rivers, come on, of living water. Yeah. Living water. He wants us to live according to, uh, Psalms 91. He wants us to live long and what? Finish strong. He says, I'll mm-hmm. satisfy you with what? Long, long life. Well, you say, well, satisfy me. People say, well, you know, when you get up around your 60s and your 70s, you need to start preparing to leave this world. Are you mm-hmm. satisfied? Are you satisfied at 60 or 70? He said, I'll satisfy you. Yeah. I hope and say, well, when he was up around his 70s, most of you have heard of or know something about Kenny Copeland. I love when he said that. He said when he got up around his 70s, his body started going the way of his ancestors. And your body will do that too. Mine too. Every one of our bodies. Why? It's called hereditary. It's called Gene, it's called, whatever you want to call it, it's, you, you inherit that from your ancestors because we all have those genes in our bodies. But he spoke to those genes. He spoke to his body and he said, now listen to me. You may be, you may be, uh, trying to go the way of my ancestors, but in the name of the Lord Jesus, I declare and decree that I'm a new creature in Christ. And I have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me. And I declare that you will live long and finish strong. He was talking to himself in the mirror. He said, you will not die, but you will live. You will live. You will live long and finish strong. And I thank you, Father. He began to praise God for it. You know that scripture. 
That's, That's right. And then he, he went over in Genesis. In Genesis chapter 6. And he pulled up verse 3. And he, talked, he spoke that to himself in the mirror. He said, but the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. But that he also is flesh. Yes, mm -hmm. his days shall be 120 years. Guys, I pray, I pray that. I said, thank you, Father, for 120 years. And then I asked to it clothed in my right mind and in good health. Because who wants to live 120 years and, and don't have their mind? You know, you can ask, A-S-K. You can ask God for that. Yes, you can. But we don't know these things, so we go without. We go without. Child of God, we're just trying to encourage you this morning. The word works. Yes. The word of God, it's written for us. But we must work it. How do we work it? We confess it. Yes. That's right. We must confess it. Amen. His word coming out of your mouth, out of your heart, it will work for you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't ask for power, but he who is the power is in us. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's prophet, that's good. I, I love all of that. This is why today we are talking about the value of confession. I think I told you, I told you guys over last week, last Saturday, that word confession in the Greek it is pronounced homologium. It means to say the same thing. Homologium. It means to say the same thing as he has said. And this is why Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 tells you, so the faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith comes. And a moment ago, we used that scripture in, in John uh, 63. It's the spirit that quickened it. The flesh profit nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. Now, when Amen. you start confessing the word, the sickness and disease start leaving you. Prophet, you brought it out. Yeah. Uh, about only thing is left to is to praise God. That's it. Well, why? Because praising God, pay attention to the words, write this down, praising God and confessing the word of God dominate all faith. It drives it right out. And that's why Jesus said, with his stripes that he took, God laid on his spirit, you were not going to be, you were healed. Amen. It's already done. This is what the prophet's been telling you. It's done. So when you start confessing what the word says, start saying, instead of saying, I hurt, no, I'm healed. Now, it didn't, it didn't say, the word of God doesn't say, go around saying, oh, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, 
I don't feel a thing. I don't feel a thing. It doesn't take you to do that. But if, but if you are sick, confess what the words say. Get an agreement with the words. He sent his word in what? Heal them. Mm -hmm. Psalms 107 and verse 20. Psalms 107 and verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them. And when you start confessing that, get it in your heart. Get it on the inside of you. How do you do that? You start confessing it. You start saying what the word says. Now, when you first start, you you don't have any faith for that. But keep saying it. Keep, con keep confessing. It will drive that enemy right out of you. It's Amen. like going to the bank. It's like going to the bank, prophet. When you put that foot draw slip in the window, you are making a demand. Mm -hmm. on what's already yours. Isn't it right? Absolutely. But now, Words. yes. Yeah. But now watch this here. The value of confession. What's the value of confessing the word of God? You are making a demand. Jesus said, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name. In other words, in my authority. So you are telling that sickness and that disease in the authority, in the name of Jesus, leave you. Do you know it will? And that's the main thing the devil don't want y'all to know about. It's what the prophet's been telling you all the time. This is not something that's going to be done for you. It has already been done for you. It's already done. But now when you know and begin to start acting on, this is mine. I don't have to beg for it. I don't even have to ask God to heal me because he has. This is why earlier we told you it's potate to ask him to heal you because he has. It's potate to ask him to make you righteous because he already has. Do y'all see that? Absolutely. Prophet, that was good. Very, very, Amen. very good.